0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. Twenty-one plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's not another
2: Buffalo podcast with John. How do you usually cope with these bills, losses? Because I don't. I don't know about you. I myself usually go through some variant of the seven stages of grieving where you basically start with anger and depression and then you end up coping and bargaining and and eventually get to this place
3: where you can sit and do a podcast, I guess. It's just one of those deals, man. I wish... Why the hell can't we rush three guys and get pressure? Like, why? It's like, you ever watch um, Arrested Development where George Blue Sr. is crying? And he's like, why does Oscar have hair and I have money? Why can't I have money and have hair and Oscar have nothing? And rando. So bad, dude. It's so bad. Oh, my God. I don't
1: even know what I'm saying. (laughs) I, I can't close. I can't. I can't.
2: Woof. That's what I got to say. I'm
1: breathing in rage.
3: (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, in the movies when they tell you to breathe in a plastic bag or whatever, that's what I feel like we had to go through at Uh, least. Or not a plastic bag, a paper bag, you know? like Any airplane crash
1: movie? Pretty much. Well, we basically crashed an airplane in the middle of the ocean. It wasn't even on some lost level shit. It was just straight annihilation on Sunday. It
3: was on some Leonard Skinner forgot to put gas in the airplane type <laughs> but, Holy um, f- We're getting yeah, dark this- early. <laughs> <laughs> There's no holding back, man. There's no
1: holding. It was a dark Sunday. And you know what's stupid is it was beautiful outside. It was a great day for football. We're all sitting there like, oh, my God, it's going to be beautiful outside. 60 degrees, sunny. I'm going to get a tan out here. The Bills are going to win. It's going to be great. Next thing you know, it's like dark at 445 and the Bills lost.
3: Well, and the worst part is like, had we not had every opportunity on the face of the earth to win that game, I would have felt a little bit better. But like, God, we did not deserve to win that game. I, we got cool with the Super Bowl talks one week at a time, boys. Like, I don't know what to... It's like when you have a lot of faith in your student, then, you know, Brando, I'm sure you can relate. Um, and you know, he's, he's passing all the tests and then he doesn't do his homework for a week straight and gets, you know, like a 32 on, on an exam unit test. So I, I'm just disappointed, man. Not angry, just disappointed. It's just disgusting. And I'm not going to sit here and just rag on the bills the whole time. You know, I'm going to give some respect where it's due. Joe Cullen, um, you know, you called a dime of a game on defense. Um, I really really did not expect you to um, call that game that well. I should have. You know, you were coaching some studs back in the day in Baltimore from 2016 to 2020, but my God. I mean, Urban Meyer looked like he didn't even know what was going on half the time, and he still won the game. He's throwing challenge flags on plays where, like, literally there's the, <laughs> there's no conceivable way that a, a Emmanuel Sanders could have had that ball touch the ground. I mean, it's just... I, Ugh. Sean McDermott got out coached by perhaps the worst coach in the NFL I, I don't know how else to put it
1: uh I don't know if he totally got out coached. if you look at every single decision that he made because you can if you saw how fired up he was on the sideline the you know the talent didn't shine when it should have and obviously you can think you're prepared going into a game and then it just has has a big flop like this but i want to know was this week of practice consistent with the rest of the season like what do, what is a fly on the wall in the practice facility see this week are they focused are they into it are they distracted are they goofing off like i don't know yeah it's a good question i mean
2: if you're thinking of outcoached pertaining to game related decisions I, I i don't know i don't think that sean mcdermott made it any like fatal decisions and like if you want to say he did i think you got to put him like way down the list behind everybody else who no who, I, I guess that's fair. That it's game, more so joe know?
3: cullen versus brian dable i guess that matchup kind of being one yeah but,
2: exactly like it like if you want to start assigning blame and you know what like i feel like every other show that covers the bills is sitting here assigning this blame list and we all know that the offensive line had a terrible day like Just so bad. Like and every single person on that offensive line has has played above where they were yesterday. Like it's not like we just threw, you know, Bobby Hart or somebody out there and you know, don't get me started on Bobby Hart, but (laughs) to go with
1: what you're saying. We paid Darryl Williams to play right tackle after a good season at right tackle, and he just forgets how to play right tackle. Like why should we be relying on our rookie Mid-round pick Spencer Brown to come in and save our offensive line. Him being out should and him coming back shouldn't be like that's Brandon Bean's backup, backup safety net. And it's like catching him right now on their plan for the offensive line. Uh, but you, you're right with what you're saying. So carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Like
2: I'll say this and I don't want to get too ranty with this because, again, like there's a ton of shit that went wrong. And I'm okay spending an extra fifteen minutes editing this episode tomorrow and putting all these bleeps because I think it's worth it, because we're all frustrated. And like if we weren't frustrated, we wouldn't be true Bills fans, you know? Like we're we're passionate about this shit. But <laughs> you know, it every single almost every single person on this team, I mean, you can set the defense aside for this, I guess, but everybody played below the level that they're capable of. I don't think that because Deion Dawkins had a bad day because Daryl Williams had a bad day. We can get into that a little bit, but this offensive line played well below what they're capable of. I don't think that every single player on this offensive line is just like, you know, Daryl Williams had a hell of a year last year. He did. And was really great. This is pretty close to the starting lineup of what we had in the playoffs last year. Minus like what? Ike Butker. Yeah. And he was playing some games down the stretch. Cody Ford was out most of last year, but he was the, you know, the guy that we thought that we were missing at some points last year. We're like, Oh man, I wish we didn't have Cody Ford on IR this year. It's like, Oh my God, Cody Ford's a dud. And you know, he, he put up a dud yesterday.
1: Dude, he might be a dud. He's, he's a dud as a dud can be, man. All I'm saying is like Cody Ford,
2: every single person on this offensive line has had better games than what they did yesterday. Y- yesterday was a small body of work. They all had shit games. Josh, Josh, also did
1: play like like you're channeling your josh man right now you're channeling i I
3: feel like he didn't have a fair shot i had
2: a really hard time listening to every single every single buffalo bills analyst yesterday trying to say it's you know it's 70 percent the offensive line's fault and this percent josh's fault and it's like i don't know why we're arguing about this all i know is that it's all all that matters is how these teams are going to play in december january february I know the conclusion has already been drawn a ton of times. Like the Tampa Bay bucks lost to the saints 38 to three at this point in the season last year. Th- there's no definitive correlation there, but all I'm saying is like, like to finish up this thought, like the bills played like, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that the bills are true. You know what I'm saying? Like they played to the lowest of lows. Like that was well below what we thought that their floor was <laughs> easy. Yes. Like, yes. I think we can agree on that, but they fell down the stairs, man. (laughs) Yeah, no, they need life alert. They they've fallen and they can't get up.
3: (laughs) I mean, if there is any silver lining, I think it would be though. I mean, and this was a terrible loss. This was a terrible loss, and we'll get into how terrible Lam Clark and the officiating glue they were later. But you know, I feel like the Titans, the Titans, when they dropped a terrible, terrible, terrible game to the Jets, everyone was like, "Oh my God!" There's Unrest in Nashville. And then after that, you know, it kind of, I think, was a rallying point for them. And, you know, they had a big win on Sunday night. And perhaps that, um, you know, we can use that motivation similar to how Mike Frable was able to uh, channel that for the boys in Johnny's home state. I don't know. That's the only positive I could see out of it. But hey, I live
2: in Tennessee right now, but my home state is New York. Don't, don't mix those two up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I just hope it's like that, though. Hopefully it's a wake up call like the Titans had.
1: You're going to have to remind me, John. What happened last season after the Bucks lost that game? Uh, they went on a roll.
3: Yeah, they I mean, like I, think they,
2: I don't think that there was the last loss of the year. Honestly, they just got hot in December. They rolled through Green Bay in that game where Aaron Rodgers didn't get to go for it on fourth down, which is the second season in a row that Aaron Rodgers has been screwed by not getting a shot and then they obviously <laughs> like <laughs> I saw that on Twitter I gotta I, I can't take credit for that but I can't I can't tell you who actually tweeted that I can't remember yeah and then they rolled to the playoffs
1: it's well I, they won the Super Bowl that was the answer I was looking for
2: yeah uh, <laughs> I mean of course like the, the they won the whole damn thing and there's two Giants teams that have rings that you know if you judge those teams in November then the, they'd be Maybe not even in the top ten.
1: I love that those so like, Giants teams are just such great point of references for so many things. Like in our lifetime, for our generation, like it was.
2: You know why they're good points of references? Because they're the exception to the rule. And in the NFL, there's tons of exceptions to the rule. That's and a good point. Yeah. Again, like I said, you know, you never crown the victor of the Super Bowl in November. How many Patriots teams besides you know the almost perfect season? Could you actually say that they were the best team in the NFL in November? You know, maybe, maybe a couple of, the of them,
1: <laughs> three of the six. Yeah, exactly.
2: Dude, but they got the hot head. when you it mattered. And that's why that, they, right. that's why they won so many,
3: you know, uh, I don't even want to so talk about I, them. They're like the ever approaching shadow. Look, look at, look at,
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want to go too far into talking about the Patriots. So. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> so both of you have played line offensive or defensive line at some point in your life, correct? That's yeah. was correct. Okay. Yeah. There were five penalties against the lineman offensive or defense in the game on Sunday. So I didn't count the yards accrued. I just five penalties. Right. Okay. Question for one. If you are blocking, when is your block over?
2: When the whistle blows.
1: Or. Or when Land Clark says it's over. Or when your guy hits the ground. Right. Like it. The whistle blows or your guy hits the ground. Like that's you finish your block into the ground. Like you block. Because if you jump and you block a ball, like why, why does not every single defensive lineman jump at the line of scrimmage? Because if they get hit by a big offensive lineman, they're going down. Eric Wood was talking about this today, uh, how they are taught to finish your block to the ground, and that's like fundamental peewee football, because if you didn't do that, every defensive lineman would be jumping two feet off the ground, but they don't do that because they know an offensive line is going to destroy them. Because that's how you're taught to play football but, sorry
2: are you are you leading this into the Dn Dawkins uh roughing yes that penalty? was the
1: first one that was on my screen I just thought it was an interesting point because I know you too I've literally never blocked anybody pancake before so well I wasn't an offensive lineman I, I played
2: like stand-up linebacker D end and and P- Pat Pat was fullback. Yeah, I didn't really, like I on didn't really play on offense most of the time, line, right? No. Pat didn't play offensive line, so we were
0: we were I played defensive line, rushing we did, passer, we did but the we did
3: like I don't know, I can remember, you know, in in little league football like you said, like there was always that one kid taking it too far. But that's <laughs> the beauty of football, and it's just some of these calls were so bad that they didn't even show replays. Like that's what got me. Like especially, I mean, obviously this isn't an offensive line play, but you're talking about the holding call on the kickoff return. Like these plays were so bad. We didn't see replays. That's what gets me, man. And then, I mean, I knew something was up.
2: So I, I do, I do have a take on that on, on, on the lack of replays. So nothing frustrates me more. Like I'm in the same boat as you, but I'll be honest. Like, I think that the cause of that, like we might be overstating because I think that when you're in a broadcast in, in live, it is really impressive that these guys can pull up these replays so fast in the first place. And this is this is not the CBSA crew. <laughs> it's like you the know, like, S- crew. I love I love a- Andrew Catalan and and James Lofton. Actually, I like I'd prefer them over Chris Collinsworth yeah. any day of the week. Like, you know, cr- James Lofton might not give like like the most amazing insight, but well, I actually like, like I don't mind listening so to them. He's going to give us the
3: the
2: homer takes. Uh Jenny Dell also did a good job on her coverage. I uh, yeah, I'm I'm just talking about the production crew in general. Like it's it's pretty hard to find the right camera view and pull it up in a matter of seconds and then show the replay in slow motion.
1: Dude, it blows like, my mind thinking about it, though. From somebody that literally didn't have internet in his house to how they're getting, you know, replays shown instantly at the snap of a finger to, to see the pellets of the turf on a toe touch or the dirt come up within six seconds of it being happening. Yeah.
2: But yeah, I like I said, I, I think that some of that stuff, it's 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 a little bit of a conver, uh, like a confirmation bias when you're watching it because you know it it you don't remember when that stuff doesn't happen in a game where the refereeing wasn't so bad, you know because that stuff happens all the time. You always like you're always like okay, show me the penalty, and the reason we're talking about it now is because the officiating was so damn here's bad. Here's the here's like, the thing though, so bad
1: because if I'm reffing a game and it's like no comment, then I did a good game. Right. If there's not people talking about you, you did a good job. That's one of those things that's like you just want to do your job and get out of there. But when people start going like this, like if I have that bad of a job, if I perform that poorly at my job, I'm getting a call from my boss that's going to say, hey, come here. Why does John have a zero in math? But everybody else is like, you know, like why? <laughs> what what happened? Like why did
3: all your kids fail this? Like, why did every one of them fail? Like, you know, like what did And that's on the NFL though, man, too, because you look at this guy, and I'm not saying I'm not giving Lam Clark an excuse because he was the worst head officiate I've ever seen. And that play, fourth and twenty-six, somehow, before the punt was snapped, got turned around into first and ten for the Jaguars. But anyways, in any job, he's been in the NFL two years and he's already a head officiating like crew member. I'm just saying, any job. If you were in any job for Who's his dad? Who's
2: his dad? I don't know if he has like it, it must be. <laughs> Who's his dad? Are we getting this in back to the nepotism conversation we had a couple weeks ago? <laughs> Dude, we lost to a nepotist
3: too. Brian yes. Schottenheimer. He didn't even play good. I mean he called it he called, oh it, he called a terrible game, but he is. He's he, he's there because of nepotism. We lost to nepotists. That's that's even worse. But I'm just saying, any <laughs> job, any job, if you had two years of experience, are you really gonna be put into a leadership role after two years? Like I I don't know any job where you would you would go from being a regular referee in 2020 first year on the job to being a head referee in 2021. That makes no sense to me. And the
1: fact that we I see this every now and then that it comes up that these referees are like not full-time officials or at least they were. Exactly. In yeah, the past. They're, they're part-time.
2: Like, they're part-time. The NFL why? doesn't want to pay officials to be full-time.
1: The billion dollar industry that prints money when Roger Goodell made 158 million dollars in uh what 18 month fiscal period that he can't give one 186th of a million dollars to his what 10 team ref crew for six six 160 employees and he can't pay them to work year round to train year round sim they have them ref every single level have them ref like simulated games i don't care what they do figure it out you're the most wealthiest corporation in the world you shouldn't be embarrassing yourself on live television like this and i'm not going to say that they're the bills no because the they're asked because they had a lot of other reasons they had but the, they were reasons. terrible like i'm not saying that this is this is strictly job performance which was related. trash they did like, a trash job
3: performance um but I, no, man. That was almost more frustrating. <laughs> Dude,
1: the, even like waste management is offended that they are even labeled with trash because they don't even want no, to. No, no, they have a great, they have a great like, business
3: model. You got to at least work for two years before you can get a promotion at Waste Management, Mister Landon Clark. Like I just I, would they pay you, man? You get, <laughs> oh God! And like, like you said, Johnny, like the, why would you want to do a good job if you're not even getting paid full time? Like, why would you even care? I mean, it's just one of those things It made it not only watching the bills flounder, like a dead fish was frustrating, but it was more frustrating just watching these calls, man, especially on defense. There was a taunting penalty on Levi Wallace that they couldn't, they couldn't seem to pull up. I mean, I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm very frustrated. Right? But here's honestly, the thing.
2: Like, I, I, like, the, like the worst call of the whole game was the holding penalty on that kickoff return from Isaiah McKenzie. And honestly, like that's probably one of the least consequential penalties well, that and the lack of call on uh, of of false oh, starts. Dude, what about that? What about
3: that count at the end of the game, too, Johnny? How was that not defensive encroachment? Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? Second to last possession.
1: I watched the highlight for that. Did you see it? Did you see him move? Like I, I saw Ike Bucker twitch. Like, but that twitch was nothing but he compared to what butt, the Jags man, offensive like that's line. That's all he did is like he just the Jags clenched.
2: offensive line was like two steps back before the ball was even snapped oh, on joke, every single man. passing play. Joke for them but again like none of this matters like the bills played like trash i don't think i don't think that we're the show to sit here and dissect it no like it's not Uh, we're not even dissecting it we're just
1: seeing that cole beasley drops a ball 30 yards downfield when he has 20 yards in front of him there's no dissecting that we saw it all happen well i don't think
3: he's 100 percent either man because like every time he was catching a ball he was going right to the ground and i know when we were at the game last week it looked like he uh he hurt his ribs or something. So, and that was the other thing is that I felt like he wasn't really distributing the, the rock at all. I mean, when, when Cole Beasley and Stefan Diggs have a, a majority of your targets, like, I mean, you got other guys on the team and granted Gabe Davis, if he catches that ball in the last drive, he's still walking into the end zone. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm with you, Brando.
2: Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that, but I, I, I think that, you know, honestly, I, I think you could have fed Stefan Diggs the ball more. So,
1: and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Like you said, I, I, like for offensive line play, right? To they threw a lot of, of underneath like short passes. But think about it, you have three gaps, right? A gap, B gap, C gap. Do you want what are they, Pat? Which ones are they? Like A, a gap is guard, the center. most
3: inside. B gap is in between your By tackle and guard and then C gap is off your tackle. So yes.
1: center guard, car, guard, tackle outside, right? Well, guess what, man? They got freaking f's. A B C D F for the bills line. Like they they read the protection wrong on the last play of the game. Like, how do you, how do you not see it? Like, how do you literally do nothing? The guy uh, on the last play of the game, I don't have to know anything about football to stand in the backfield and be like, Oh, this guy's running towards me. Well, why not? Why are you calling a a play where you drop back?
3: why, Why are you calling a play where you drop back 12 yards? when you're already in field goal range. Why, why would you... I'd have them under center, dude. Why? You, you could have just been like, all right, let's get into a hash mark. We'll, we'll kill these guys in overtime. Gotta do what you gotta do. But that's the part that upset me the most. Is like, I don't know anything about game management. I can barely manage my own life. I, you know what I mean? But... That being said, if, <laughs> yeah, if right you right. are within field goal range and you have a capable kicker, we saw this guy kick a 57 yard last week. Best in the league kicker. Best he's not just
1: capable. He's All best you got to do
3: is not lose more than five yards on this final play. And you can kick a field goal for, for the tying score. You know what I mean? And that's just my thing is like, he got too cute with the calls, man. I don't know.
1: But so that's on Josh though. He didn't move the protection the right way. Like it was clear that he thought the blitz was coming from the other side, and he wasn't even looking at whoever sacked him. I don't even know, but you literally have probably the best, Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have the best kicker in the game. His his leg is literally the Bassmaster five thousand, and it catches lunkers every time he kicks the ball, man. And it's like, even when they sacked him, it crossed my mind to be like, "Yo, they should let this guy try a sixty-seven yard field goal, like." Like, are we going to yeah. lose? Are we going to lose? Like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Like, I know at that moment, you only have two timeouts. But then they called the freaking timeout. Oh, I did I text that to you? I text yeah, I text no, you texted me. You yeah.
3: were like...
2: Yeah, yeah that, that was I'm the like, best that's, move.
3: That was the only bad... But that was yeah. not really their fault. That, no, I but I mean, that's it's like it would have given us maybe, what, like 25 seconds for the end of the game or something. But... No, nah, it would have
1: given us... It would have given us like 50 seconds.
3: Because
1: I they had... They had the ball and they would have been able to stop all three stops and get a punt. But I mean, there's there's such such a long
2: list of things that went wrong. It's like ugh, even at the end, like if you're doing if you're trying to block a punt, there, all that punter has to do is is take one step and punt that ball. You just you still need to have one person back right there to receive that, was, that, that kick and not? give you a chance. Eagles have. That won was a games. terrible They're, call. I've, I've
3: seen a game one like that. It's literally the miracle in the Meadowlands. Eagles, Giants, the year, yeah. I, I think it was the year Giants yeah. won the Super Bowl. Deshaun Watson went, or I mean, Deshaun Jackson, I'm sorry, not Deshaun Watson. I, think He's Mike not Jackson. I think
1: Mike Vick was the quarterback, so they did not
3: Yeah, walk-off punt returns happen
1: The other thing is, also is you have a quarterback that can throw the ball 85 yards, so even if you take a fair catch on the 10, like you get an opportunity Yeah, right?
2: Yeah. No, no. yeah. I, but it's like, it was this was the Murphy's Law of Games, like Every th- single thing that went could have gone wrong went wrong. Maybe we can transition into how we were doing yesterday because I was not as upset yesterday as I have been after some Bills losses. And it's interesting to me because I, I was at the Titans game, right? And I walked out of that game disappointed, but I was not nearly as frustrated as I have been after other Bills losses. I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like this, these games in November, like every game matters ever. Everyone knows that, but these ones matter less. You know, the AFC championship game probably hit me last year, hit me harder than any other game had in Bill's history, because it's at least in our memorable
1: lifetime. Biggest you know, game right? in our, like our lifetime. Yeah. Like it was
2: we're dog, young though. enough that we were alive for the Music City Miracle, but we don't remember it, right? We were all like no, three years no old then. Pat was the two. Part. Pat, Pat, and I were hanging out in Centennial Park taking pictures yeah. at the, in overalls it's at Snow this flakes. point. Like we have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might have to drop like,
1: a photo on the on the Twitter not Buff podcast for.
2: Well, uh, I'll I'll text my mom. I know she's got that like on hand, but was it just like you
3: were in disbelief? Is it? Was it just like you couldn't believe that it was happening?
2: I don't know. I have so much faith in this team that the entire time that I was watching the game yesterday, and it'll be two days ago by the time this drops, so we're recording this Monday night, but I don't know. Like, I never for a second believed that they were going to lose that game. Even Even when they turned it over and Jacksonville had the ball. Like, even when they were punting it away and there was no one back with like 13 seconds left or whatever it was. I still had, like, I did not believe that they would lose that game. And I was frustrated for, like, an hour afterwards and I was pissed and I was, you know, like the typical way that I am after Bill's games. But it's like this season isn't over. It's not even close to over. But I'll tell you what, DeForest Buckner is rubbing his hands
3: together right now. You know, all those (laughs) cold Steel are like, oh man, I'm going to get to pad the stats next Sunday. So, I don't know.
2: But, like, essentially we know nothing because like the bills are probably going to come out and have good games against really good defensive lines. We'll be sitting there after the game and it, it'll be all good and dandy because the bills win like this bill's offensive line. The same lineup has had good games. Yes. The same team, lineup and
3: Colias Campbell in a playoff game where we only scored seven points on offense. I mean, I, I'll give you that. Johnny. They have had, Good performances. Yeah, there's
2: this Bills lineup very similar, not exactly the same. Slowed down Aaron Donald last year enough to get a W. Yeah, I know that there are some people who don't want to say that this is any given Sunday because the Bills played like absolute trash, and they really did, and they really showed their floor. But it's it's like it's not like we're figuring out this game. Like I feel like a lot of Bills commentary is we're trying to figure out who these players are and how good they are and we're just trying to assign like this you know numerical value to them like okay you know Cody Ford is blah Cody Ford is a 65 he's terrible get him off the team <laughs>
3: his man rating you know,
2: Darryl Williams Darryl Williams at right tackle last year you know 2019 Daryl Williams is is awesome but you know Terrible, you know, returning to right tackle. Good at guard, ah, he, was play, he was playing.
3: Okay exactly. at guard, he was playing exactly. He was
2: really playing good at guard, and he was great at right tackle last year. That's He's why they, they wanted to bring him and back. They got him on a good but contract these, after what he played. Here is he the thing: these are not Madden avatars. Like these are human beings, and yesterday they were not ready to. It was a classic trap game where they thought they they're the entire time they thought like we're playing bad, but we really don't need to be urgent because there's no way that we lose this game, right? Like they're sitting there thinking the same thing that we are because they know that they're a better team than the opposing well, and team. And the Jaguars offense was terrible they're, human. they're humans. They're humans. The Jaguars are not as talented, but here's the thing. If you don't show up on Sunday, you're going to get beat in the NFL. There's 32 teams every single team has 53 professionals on it that are the best at their craft in the world. And even when you have teams, if you play like you're going to get beat by the teams and that's going to be a lot of beliefs when I edit this, but nah, no, no, but- seriously, I, I, they're, they're human beings and it's, there's a collective mentality of a team and when stuff goes wrong and you, you don't have, you know, whatever it takes to recollect and, and, and get your crap together. Like everyone plays down to their floor and you had a bills team that looked like a JV team because they were all playing down to their floor and nobody stepped up. It's hard to in that situation, but I, I, again, they're humans. I don't think that this bills team is screwed if they don't bring in a free agent offensive lineman. I think that they just need to play the ceiling rather than their floor And there's a huge, huge variance there. That's why the Giants have won the Super Bowl. That's why the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That's why you know tons of teams that were not the best team in the league that year won the Super Bowl. And that's all that we remember, right? We don't remember the teams that had the best record at Week 9 in the NFL. We remember the teams that played up to their ceilings in December, January, February. I'm concerned, but I'm not worried if that makes sense.
1: But I think it's it's really funny because this is why I love you Johnny because we are on the same level of like I you know ride or ride or die but 100% all in confidence because I texted Sam at like 402 I don't even know I I have to look I was like I'm not worried and I'm like we have two timeouts there's 58 seconds left and I'm like I I sent her that and then she she responded like when they you know the punch is like are you worried now and I was like I'm sad, but uh, I was like, when I watched Trent
3: Edwards. Was was that not a Trent Edwards game? Oh, my God. (laughs) I think that's half the reason I was so frustrated, dude. Like, it was literally a Trent Edwards game.
1: Oh. Uh, also, why I love Pat because he's on that same freaking wave, like, oh, dude. Like, but think about it, bro. Think about the mentality that you are in in a Traverse game. You are living game to game because there's no hope. You're not gonna <laughs> win anything. You're trying to look good, play to play, and entertain the sixty thousand people that are in your stadium because it's not sold out because they, you know, they suck. So you have this guy who's just like. It's a painful game. You're dealing with poor play, but like makes a couple good plays. Like Josh tried, man, his throw to Emmanuel Sanders on the run squares to
0: squares. That's what what I'm saying, dude. Like he was like, throw
1: a dime to Sanders. Like, and when he got time, he made the throw to Beasley. He made a nice run. Like,
3: right. Well, the other thing that, that frustrates me is like, I mean, yes, like you guys said, you know, we're ride or die with this team, you know, it's just some of the things like, I mean, you should be able to run up Mitch Morris's ass or Deion Dawkins' ass for a first down on a quarterback sneak. We did that all last year. We did that the first five games of the season. And, you know, after that Tennessee game, I feel like we really have not had much luck in short yardage situations also, which is kind of, like, frustrating to me because, like, dude, I mean, that fumble was on a play that last year we convert nine out of ten times. And, like, I don't know, even earlier in the season... I felt like he had a little bit more protection. I felt like they had Reggie Gilliam a little bit in the game more. It's just one of those things, like you guys said. He, he played, you know, poorly, and the offensive line played poorly. So, I mean, it's a it's a compound of things. It's just like I, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to live game to game, man. I, I can't. It's compounding
1: even play to play on a guy like Josh, because I mean, when you start hitting a guy like that, and these are not like hands in the face when you make a throw these are like your faces in the dirt and you're peeling the pebbles from the turf out of your eyeballs hits on josh and uh you know we saw no play, I, a student my my uh co-teacher was like did you like we were talking about the blood she's like no i turned it off i couldn't watch anymore and i was like i wonder if any of the students are going to come in and talk about the blood on his arm and finally one of them did they were like
3: i was grossed I saw blood
1: on his arm and I was like that's because he's
3: tough he's a tough guy you gotta be tough like yeah. no that's uh, true because Trent's been out with a concussion about one and a half quarters in yeah game. but so
1: you know if he doesn't win a 9-7 to seven game like what are we looking forward to the next 80 yard Brian Mormon punt like I get to look forward to seeing Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds let's let's also not forget our defense. Our defense is still blockbuster caliber defense. Like nine it points is. allowed, you win. I don't know what's. This would be a good stat to look up. Is how many teams have won games in the NFL by scoring ten or fewer points this season? Uh, it might be I the only game. Can't type that fast. Yeah, no, I
2: I think it definitely is the uh, only game. Honestly, like
1: lowest scoring NFL.
2: While, while you're looking that up, I just want to say something about what you said a couple minutes ago, yeah. and and that was the whole, like, I'm mad, but I'm not worried, Yeah, and I think that perfectly describes how I feel right now, because how I felt watching Bills games when Trent Edwards was at quarterback. In those seasons, during the drought years, every single thing needed to go right for True. those Bills True. teams to make the playoffs. Those were rosters that are not nearly as talented as the one that we have right now, and every single thing needed to break our way, including the nine and seven season that did break the drought. True. And, and, and it, every single thing, down to another game, having a conversion of of I don't know the next gen stats on this, but it was probably like you know a five percent chance lifetime, bro. that 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 the Bengals convert that fourth down and win the game, like literally once in a
3: lifetime. No, I agree. These bills,
2: the these bills, and to put this in perspective. This team could lose to the Jets next week, and I would still be confident that they make the playoffs and make a run. Be, and and that's catastrophic level. Like I, I'm I'm that maybe maybe we're just trained to be bullish because of the last few years. But I'm um, I'm that thankful to have a team that's competitive and a team that's got Josh at quarterback who. Not only has the skill set, but had an MVP caliber year last year and has shown shades of that. And up until this week, was the MVP favorite. And, you know, there's the Madden curse. There's a, not Madden oh, curse. The Manning, Manning curse. Man.
3: Oh, dude. <laughs> Peyton Manning's third eye, bro.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is That's funny. This team is going to get it right. Like, there's no reason to think that there's concern with the front office at this point. There's no reason to think that there's concern with Sean McDermott. I mean, if we're really splitting hairs about like offensive line coaches like Bobby Johnson at at this point. This is the same same staff that we had last year when we, you know, we had this run and we made it to the AFC championship and and we thought like you know wow what do, we just need to do a little bit more to get over the Kansas City hump and Kansas City is worse this year and the AFC is more ripe for the taking this year than it was last year i just think they're going to get hot at the right time i, I think that this loss is going to be what the Arizona loss was last year and we thought that the titans yeah, loss going to be those, the, yeah. we <laughs> thought we thought that you know, the titans was going to be the equivalent.
1: but So the other crazy thing is, no, you're right. I agree with what you're saying. Sorry, I just want to agree with with you for a second because... But I think our story is different than last year's team. So comparing them to last year's team is my only qual because I think that this team, even if they only have one home playoff game, if you look at the AFC, you know, we did lose to Tennessee, but their defense is buns, man. Pat Mahomes does look broken, and the NFL looks like they can play with him now. And you know brady's 44 we could break him on uh, one big hit matt milano hits him one time and he could be out and like who else you got in in this afc right now
0: who i mean Lamar obviously. Yeah.
1: lamar's but they're missing three superstar players due to True. injury True. so you have a window this year which i'm not like i i'm i still think it could be wide open for super bowl i don't care what anybody says even after this game You know, it's it's uh, slowly breaks down, but I I can still be ticked at their performance like we can hold standards up like we all have workplace standards. I don't care what anybody says, like like Sean McDermott had some tough conversations today in a quote that he said on his press conference. So like (laughs) like like what was said at that table? Listen, (laughs) listen, that last play, you got to at least try to trip him dive at his legs let josh throw the ball away he needs 0.3 seconds to throw the ball away and you did nothing my guy tell me what happened Well, i've heard stories about
3: them being savages like i have (laughs) heard a story with tyler croft at one point where he wasn't getting on the field and doing the the assignments in terms of like he he really wasn't blocking as well as he could have been and brandon beam was like listen Okay, I've talked with Sean, and unless you start being a team player, we're going to cut you right now and send a letter out to every team in the NFL saying that you have a work ethic problem, and you will sign for far less than we paid you. So, like, I mean, hopefully there's none of those conversations going on because, like, I mean, I think there are probably, honestly, but... um But that's probably
1: the culture of an NFL business also because he's like, listen, here's $800,000 and if I have a guy that can block, I'm going to give it to him instead of giving it to you. And I can do that because I'm in control of a $4 billion business. And I need to put the best product on the field. Sorry, buddy. But like, and that's the other thing is where's the line that you lose the locker room where it's like, okay, you have this big camaraderie of John Feliciano rubbing everybody's feet and like posing in those cool Game of Thrones-esque, which are cool pictures. But like, you know, they're all buddies. (laughs) Like, at what point do you see this O-line come in and they're working out with the coaches in the practice facility? And you're just like, man who's up, like who's going down, like looking left and right. And then you get questions in your head. It goes to the same thing where Josh checks out of run plays because the offensive line literally gets 0.2 yards, which is what like 11 inches of separation before these running backs are getting contact because of this like culture where you look at Bill Belichick and he's like, yeah, man, I don't care. Get out. You're fired, Ty Law. You're an All-Pro, but you're not for me. Vince Wilfork, you ate one too many chicken tendies yesterday. Jamie Collins, you're gonna go this. Uh, you know, whatever it is, but we are keeping
2: them. .22 yards is seven point nine two inches, so I mean, I was eight
1: inches half off. So I mean, we get eight inches of separation, which you know, it's it's a lot of separation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, we all got we all have at least eight inches of separation.
3: But um, <laughs> for the record. Uh,
2: all right we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we're gonna get a sabers update in and stay tuned for pat's salute to the standout of the draft.
0: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another
2: day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check All right, Sabres fans. I I have to personally apologize, and I've been I've been telling Brandon about this, but <laughs> dude, this is ridiculous. I this, <laughs> stat of the year candidate, honestly. Like I'm the I'm the curse. It, it's me. I have not watched the Sabres win once this season. I have watched almost every single loss that they've had, <laughs> and it's to the point where, I mean, I, I've told you guys before about. The, the game that I turned on when they lost in overtime. And I, I, I picked up my phone cause I got the notification that they were in overtime yeah. opened it up. And the first frame that loaded was the puck in the net, but it's to another level now because the Sabres were up three to one late in the third period against the Detroit Red Wings. And I'm sitting in the Phoenix airport looking for something to do, waiting for my flight to take off. So I pull up the Sabres game on my phone and the Detroit Red Wings proceed to score two straight goals in regulation and then the overtime winner as I'm stepping onto the plane. And for that reason, I really don't think I should watch Sabres games anymore. Last year, I watched more Sabres games than I had in my entire life, which really explains the win-loss record last year. <laughs>
1: and so I just... Dude, you, sent, you sent Jack Eichel to Vegas, bro, just because you started watching them. Like <laughs> I gotta stop. I'm the curse, man. I can't do it. That's that's awful, man. (laughs) Like I said, your password changed. No more. No more spectrum for you. This has been your weekly Sabres update.
3: Brandon, you got it. I might have to hop on that ESPN Plus. Yeah, too, yeah. I'll
1: wire you money, dog. Yeah, Pat, I'll give it. I'll give. No. <laughs> <it to, nah. laughs> You're yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: gonna wire him money? What is this? 1974.
1: <laughs> yeah, write me a check, man.
2: Or a check. What do you call?
3: What do you call PayPal? Is this pay- Pat? I set you up with a PayPal well, account. You don't paypal? need to wire him anything. Is,
2: is that not is that not money
3: wiring?
1: yeah it's just
2: no sending money. no it's yes, it's just sending, it's, money. Yeah, it's just yeah. sending money it's, just, okay. it's, it's not western like, union it's
1: not a money yeah, line wire transfer but western it's,
2: it's, union is when you go to walmart and, and 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 say hey i like to transfer you know three dollars to my friend in canada
1: true you true. know or, or whatever venmo is like here i'll venmo pays me and then venmo gets the money back with the two percent fee or whatever yeah. But anyways, so if it makes you feel any better, buddy. So, right. I first game working as the ice crew. The rule is if you fall shoveling the snow, you have to buy drinks for everybody there. And there's like a 15 person staff the week last week. This new guy fell. Right. But he you know, he didn't pay up. And, and everybody who's been there, there is like six guys that have been there for a while. And they're saying, you know, we paid our dues. We did it. So I'm like, you know, we're pretty excited. We do our first run, go down and back. It's pretty cool. We're waiting at the Zamboni's for the 10-minute mark in the first period. We got these big shovels, man. They're like eight feet wide. I'm just taking it all in. and I'm carrying it out, as some would say, the hamburger style. And uh, it gets caught on the edge of the boards. And I fall on the ice uh, in front of everybody like, Dustin Tokarski's like looking at me on the ground like everybody's (laughs) like
0: oh look at him
3: he
1: fell like you know and it's just like boom boom so I had to skate their laps with snow all over me and uh, watch the Sabres lose but shout out to my Detroit heritage because those goals were filthy and uh, I like overtime games when they play each other so I'm cool with that but Mm -hmm. yeah if that makes you
3: feel any better. Before I start Heroes of the Drought, I just want to ask: is um is John Young on that ice crew? Yeah, he drives the zamboni. Oh God! Thank God you didn't buy drinks, because John could probably drink. John Young could probably drink like eighteen drinks, like hands down, and then still drive the zamboni.
1: Well, dude, I was Legend. like, there's sixteen of you, <laughs> and I have negative money in my bank account right now. <laughs> my credit card's not gonna do
3: this. Yeah, thank God you didn't have to. John <laughs> Young would have accounted for half the bill, dude. Like, <laughs> but. Yo, Pat. That Pat
1: so. Before you do your drought thing, I have a question for you. Yes. How many games do you think? So these are the lowest. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right, there's eight games. I'm just going to tell you. But guess the lowest scoring game of the NFL season through week nine. Is it us? Yes. (laughs) So there's eight other games, and I'll read you the scores. All right. So the Cardinals play the 49ers, 10-17. Seahawks, Saints, 13-10. Panthers uh 19 13 Steelers Browns on here twice also 15 to 10 w- Washington Broncos 10 to 17 Texans Dolphins 17 9 Bills Jags 6 9 Packers Chiefs 7 13 those are the the lowest scoring eight games of the season
3: that's what I was thinking Jordan Love we're not going
1: to be with them all year that was a one time thing
2: oh, shades of the uh the Cleveland Browns um Playing the Bills with that 6 3 game where Derek Anderson Derek was Anderson. the quarterback. Yeah. Ugh. Barf.
3: That was a rough one. Tasker was still doing like CBS play by play CBS. out there on the field covered in snow. I mean, even Nathan Peterman could perform in those elements, dude. Dude,
1: not dude. even Nathan Peterman. Davis Webb, right? Is that the receiver that he played that game because Peterman uh, got hurt?
3: Well, I, I know it was Peter... Davis Webb was now. a quarterback. Davis it was Webber, not uh, Davis Gardner. Not Davis
1: Webb.
3: It was No, Darnold. no, no, no. no, no, no. no, no. Who, it was Davis who, Webb. No. no, it wasn't. It was Joe Webb. Joe Webb. Well, no, Joe
2: Webb. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, Joe yeah, Webb. You're and right. And Calvin you're Benjamin
3: right. actually caught a touchdown in that game too. So, like,
2: yep. If Calvin from Nathan, Benjamin <laughs> from Nathan Peterman, <laughs>
3: if yeah, go, if Peter goal line fade, goal line fade, in two inches of snow. True. If Nathan Peterman could throw a touchdown to Calvin Benjamin in two inches of snow and somehow we can't score more than six points in Jacksonville, Florida. The world is, the world is corrupt. Um, That's
2: that's the NFL for you.
3: I guess.
1: (laughs) Joe Webb. That's crazy, man. Deontay Thompson, 34 yard cut. That's right.
2: That's right. I forgot about him man. he was, uh, he was the Isaiah
1: McKenzie before Isaiah McKenzie almost. And then you had a very controversial play that Indy ran from Jacoby Versat to Jack Doyle where it was like a pick play when they scored at the end zone. Yeah. Their one their one play with a two point conversion maybe. I don't remember. Yeah. And and the Colts, yeah. you know,
2: feverishly sweeping uh like they're they weren't allowed to scoop the snow or something like that and they use were use their feet only. Use their yeah. feet.
1: Yeah, yeah. The 3 and 8 team coming in against the 5 and 6 Bills, man. What a game. December 10th, 2017 i'll never forget that that was one of the coolest days of my life Honestly, yeah
3: that was a cool game and brando was there
1: yeah maybe on december 10th i'll send you some of the photos from that game that i have on my phone you
3: should like save those you should save them and then have them like printed and glossed and like sell them at the clearance flea market bro
1: i've printed a couple photos from that i've taken maybe i'll send them over. you should
3: dude you should you should sell the prints dude i'm telling you (laughs) all right here we go i guess all right pat
2: you ready ready for your salute to stand out of the drought All right, here, I'll I'll roll the intro.
1: Please remove your hats, lift your drink, and shut
3: your trap as we salute this week's standout of the drought. Ladies and gentlemen, I've assembled the facts about this hero of the drought in a way that it should be very difficult to guess, but also very informative and funny. So I want to kick it off. This person always wears his wedding ring when playing in the NFL. He's six foot two, 220 pounds. Winner of the H. Bolger Low Award in 2005. This guy did not start until he was a junior in college. Native of Gilbert, Arizona. You know, Aaron Rodgers has the second highest score in the Wonderlic Problem Solving Assessment. You know, that played on entering the NFL in the NFL Draft. This player actually has the highest score. The Crazy thing about this player is he is a very fertile man. Okay? So one record that he has, he is in second place for um, you know, having a ton of children. Um Ryan Fitz- Oh, Jesus f-ing Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, oh, dude, the wedding, <laughs> ring.
2: Pat, <laughs> the wedding Pat, ring, man. Pat, we knew it as soon as you said the wedding ring thing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> dude, but I had, I had. Um, you want to hear the best?
1: Read the your best. stats. Keep going. Keep going. Oh,
2: keep keep going. going, dude. Keep going. We All got right, you. So it's okay. this man, this man That's has so seven funny. children
3: with one woman. One behind Philip Rivers, who has eight. Although he attained a finance degree in 2005 and was an NFL draftee. He still proposed to his wife over chicken nuggets behind a McDonald's in 2006. True story.
1: Um, the Tendies, bro, he did it for the attendees. He did,
3: dude, like if you're in the NFL and you're just like, you know, I'm gonna, I could take you out for a thousand dollar meal right now, but I'm gonna buy you chicken nuggets and, and propose to you. I mean, that's pretty romantic. Um, this guy also known for uh, his cameo role in the FX comedy, The League. And um, he replaced Mr. Mark Bolger. For that first NFL start. Um, boys, do do you know who it might be? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you believe in
1: magic in a young (laughs) Bill's heart? Ryan Fitzpatrick
3: dashing in the dark. Was it the wedding ring gave it away? (laughs) Yeah, Ryan
2: Fitzpatrick. (laughs) What a guy. What a guy.
3: Legendary. I was I couldn't do like the Amish um. Was it the Amish bomber or the Amish assassin? I knew that would give it away. And
1: that, um, <laughs> yeah, the wedding ring, man. Like, is that is that like a, is that yeah.
3: a known thing about
1: him? Like common knowledge. If you listen yeah, to Buffalo yeah. Sports Radio, it's common knowledge. Yeah, we <laughs> should uh, we should we should tag him in this. Yeah. You should, dude. You, you should be like, you know, he's Fist. a great guy, man. Dude. and guy. honestly, if you
3: tagged him and said, "We just heard about your McDonald's story," like and We thought it was awesome. He'd probably like romantic no, always, AF <laughs> dude. romantic AF. You could say that, I, yeah. You quote me on that, yeah. But <laughs> I thought that was the best, the best stat. But um, the Bolger Award, um, or what is it called? The oh, Jesus, I had, I had it so ready to go, too. And then I blurted out his name, but yeah, the H <laughs> Bolger Award, the H Bolger Award is like the MVP for um, the Ivy League. So he pretty much won the Heisman for. Intellectuals, smart people um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But straight legend i was gonna also try to throw in but i knew you guys would get it but i was gonna be like this person threw a career high 23 interceptions as a buffalo bill but then i was like oh i definitely know who it is then so
1: i was just guess e.j Manuel first <laughs> yeah
3: you're not kidding. i just
1: i hate him so like i'll say him on any stat that's negative
3: yeah at least chan gailey's not at the helm
1: yeah, but he's not an unlikable guy, man. He likes offense. He likes to throw the ball. Like he he's an old dude. He probably is a grandpa. Yeah, no. But man, EJ Manuel Ch- can throw the water off a boat.
2: Chan Gailey was the best offense we've had in between now and the early years of the drought. True. But Chan Gailey was hilarious because like we had this like cool offense, but we'd still like punt from the opponent's 22-yard line. <laughs> 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 it's like ultra conservative, but also, still fun offense, yeah. Question mark. More fun than you know, Dick Duran's offense or anything like that. You
1: know, is it what a stark comparison of coaches that we went through there? Yep, oh, and then we, like, like, then we had like, to I mean, see like not to mention where you
2: came from, you know, like uh, what's his name, Williams, yeah, Greg Williams, Mr. Greg Bounty Williams. Gain himself, yeah, Bounty. And then Gate. to think,
3: and then to think our best yeah. record during the drought came under. Two coaches, Rex Ryan and Mike Malarkey. I don't even think Mike Malarkey's coached an NFL team since he was in Buffalo. Yeah,
2: um, no, Mike Malarkey was the coach of the Titans for quite a few years, actually. Was
3: he?
2: Was he? Yeah, yeah. Packers, right? he was the he was the coach of the Titans before Mike Vrabel. Was he?
1: Let's... Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, want to hear? Want to read the funniest quote I got from Chang Gaidley.
2: <laughs> yes, I want to hear this. We have to read it in a Southern accent and you have to be eating Chick-fil-A
1: while you read the quote. (laughs) Oh, I'd I'd love to. All right. Size is definitely important. If you're bigger, they can see you easier. Chang
2: gailey Oh, that wasn't Southern. That was Forrest Gump, dude.
3: dude <laughs> Forrest Gump is Southern, bro. Yeah, but he's this Southern. Is such and...
1: a hot for me, bro. I can't do accents, and they all turn into Forrest Gump. Like I don't know. <laughs> Every accent I ever try to do is just.
2: You're like Chang Laugh Life is like a box of chocolates.
1: <laughs> Size matters. Chang gailey aka Forrest Gump, aka Jenny.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Buddy Nix just went. We bought ourselves a nice set of Life Alert necklaces. Let me tell you, listen, Buddy, he's pretty frail. He's been making great decisions, and he, you know, when he drafts studs like EJ Manuel, he gets so excited he jumps up and will. You know, we don't want him to fall down, old Buddy Nick's. But yeah, dude, and me
1: and I, Buddy, we went to Rite Aid and got ourselves a nice box of
3: chocolates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Discount. <laughs>
3: Um, that was a crew dude they were a crew okay
2: did you guys see that russ brandon got hired to uh be the president of
1: the xfl mr sexual assault allegation Russ
3: dude he's so bad so bad and like i mean i feel like they kind of felt obliged to keep him there after like they were playing at st john fisher and like you know he was a big fisher alumni and and donor and stuff but he was terrible the worst executive he ruined our childhood russ russ literally ruined our childhood
1: So So he kind of he qualifies as the guy in the Trevor Lawrence intro that you have is like, hey, guys, I'm an idiot and I did stupid things and I got fired. So Vince McMahon, you're going to interview me. We have a lot of fun here. The XFL is burning in a trash can. (laughs) Ross Brandon comes in. (laughs) Hey, guys, I'm going to pee on it and put the fire out. But it it, it won't be on fire, but it'll smell like pee after. But that's that's better than being on fire. So we're going to leave it like that. (laughs)
3: Literally, dude. That's wild, man. All
1: right, So a couple of
2: positives to keep in mind after this Bill's loss. At least we don't have Urban Meyer as our coach behaving terribly off the field or John Gruden sending emails after a loss like this. But then again, Urban Meyer after a win is, I guess,
1: better than Urban Meyer after a loss. Honestly, it's probably Urban Meyer at any time of day is probably just not someone you want to be around. Probably a slime ball. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Also, we don't have Aaron Rodgers it's reopened the whole like, did Aaron shun his family or did Aaron's family shun him debate? Like yeah. and I'm I'm inclined to think that his family shunned him. But anyway,
1: but anyway, and then, also 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 sorry. No, no, no. Keep going. All all of that aside, I'd still watch Jeopardy if he was the host.
3: Same, dude. I probably, so carry, on. <laughs> carry on. I just don't think he really cares about his job anymore. Which, like, listen, Aaron, we've all been there. We don't care about our job. Like, it's not. It's not a like out of the ordinary thing, man, like just call it quits. Like if you're not enjoying what you're doing, like, even <laughs> if you're doing a, a great job at it and you don't, it just seems like he genuinely like doesn't care if he never plays another down a football game, which I mean, that's baller, but yeah. at the same time,
2: which is an entirely separate <laughs> issue from taking medical advice from Joe Rogan. But anyway, yeah. and then, and then you've got, at least we're not Bill Belichick who, I don't know if you guys saw this picture, like trying to match Navy sweats and, and like one pulled up sock. I'll
3: tell you what though man They are breathing down our necks boys Don't be surprised if the Bills have to Squeak in on a wild card man I hate dude, to say The it. fact that you say
1: that, man, I just nah. That dude, Bruno, obviously listen, I, in that photo. Listen, listen, a guy like that in that picture, <laughs> I bet you he's got boxer briefs on right now, crushing his little balls because those pants are pulled up to his nipples. We are not going to lose the division to that clown who looks like he's about to roll out of a limo and knock over a bunch of pins at an eight-year-old's birthday party on a Saturday. Yo, do so, you like, <laughs> uh,
2: usually see it at birthday parties on Saturday? He's a bowling ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got to be the ultimate discount man he's like that family that's like I love my kids so much but for, I like $7 first of all, like, why
2: did you even give this guy the time of the day to say boxer briefs That that is straight whitey tidies like from the 80s true. all day like you know that skinned whiteies like, Bill, Bel-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick no Bill Belichick
2: has not bought himself a pair of underpants in 20 years I guarantee you like he has like this one relative who will give him a pack for Christmas every year and that's what he survives on
3: He's literally like, this skid is from Bernie Kozar. This skid is from the Tuck Rule game. These two skids are from Eli Manning. And this last skid is from Nicholas Foles. Um, and I had to throw out cams. But the skid from cam was so terrible that we, we couldn't even keep those around. But I mean, I don't know. I just, I can't. I, uh, and then the- sorry. I was just going to say, I can't talk up this team because every time we all pick the Bills to win, they lose. So for the rest of the season, I don't care if my record is trash, I will pick against the Bills for the remainder of the season. But
2: anyways sorry. yeah you got to take one for the team man
1: yeah we can't even talk about our picks yet i haven't processed that emotion no no hey, I, called the, I called the titans
3: though i did yeah, yeah hey, did. hey
1: thursday thursday brando's bets pick 'em's review uh you know we'll get yeah. into the nitty-gritty it's pretty sad but you know we're, we're looking for uplifting stuff so let's go Hopefully
2: this week's better. All right, well, join us on Friday for Brando's bets and our game picks. <laughs> you know whatever the hell predicting the NFL means at this point. You know, no one knows what's going to happen. There are people who get like paid. I said, man. There are people who get paid three hundred thousand to a million dollars a year to predict this stuff, and and they know just as well as we do what's going to happen week to week. So anybody's guess. Yeah, that's true. If there's one thing that I'll say, like I just. I want to squash the whole Bill's offensive line is trash like narrative. It's like the Bill's offensive line played like trash, but those players are not trash. Like Cody Ford is not a starter in the NFL at this point in his career. I agree with that, but the Bill's offensive line gets healthy. Spencer Brown comes back to right tackle. Who would have thought that we're saying that by the way, but Daryl Williams goes back to right guard and you get John. I mean, John Feliciano is not going to be back for at least three weeks. But if you get like Butker to just get his stuff together and and Dion as well, like just give Josh enough time. Like I think I really think that they'll be fine. So, Jets is a get right game. That's a good opponent to get right against. At least we're not facing Tampa Bay next week. But like you
1: said, dude. The Bills right now, if you're pissed and you're throwing your trash out on the side of the road, Waste Management is taking a look at it and they'll be like, we can't take this. Like, We can't, no. Just bring it back in and wash it off. Give it another week. And next week, you're going to hang on your fucking mantle because they're going to go to the Super Bowl. So let's go. Hell yeah, dude. Go Bills, <laughs> boys.
3: <laughs> I'd just like to let you guys know for my closing remark, after the game, my dad goes, that was tough. Hey. I'll tell you what right now. He goes, You still don't believe me that Dak Prescott's the best player in the NFL? That's like his
0: first. (laughs) 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 After the
3: Bills lost, he's like, You still don't believe me that Dak Prescott's the best player in the NFL? (laughs) Dude, Mikey's been waiting for the moment to pull that card just like he has man pocket. he's been waiting all so. season dude him and Jimmy Pulliam and Jalen Smith are just like hiding in the weeds ready they've been ready to say that like all season that was just he was like that was rough you still don't believe me that Dak Prescott is the best player in the NFL and Dak loses a game 16 to he was down 16 to nothing at that point my dad still was just like yeah he's the best player in the NFL Like, <laughs> sorry you didn't believe me there's a lot of other choices
2: <laughs> <laughs> alright boys i will see you back here Friday alright Take care, gentlemen. All right. Go Bills.